Dallas. Welcome. This is episode 148. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. What's up, guys? And this is Bobby. Hey, we're here, guys. It's about that time. It's MLS Eve. <laughs> How long did it take you to come up with that, David? <laughs> to, like seconds. It, it came in the moment. It swear it came in the moment. I, I kind of figured like he's writing his notes. I'm like, I got to come up with something very snappy here. And it took him like all night. I got it. I saw a stocking right no, away. No, I threw those notes out. Didn't you see my tweet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I, up, bad dad, bad dad jokes. Uh, it's quotation MLS. MLS there right? we go. Came, that, that came up. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, so, guys, it's finally here. The MLS season is upon us. Yes. We're going to preview wow. the 2019 season. I know we usually start with opening banter and we talk about our stuff, but man, we have way too much to talk about. That's a lot to talk about. Later on, we're going to have Christian Miles join us for the LA Galaxy preview and um that, that one should be fun so uh let's let's get right to it guys you're making bobby happy with the efficiency i think of all the things of all things yeah you say that right now but no let's move let's move let's move let's move let's go let's go let's go maybe i shouldn't have said shit as you know we we do a show called Balls and Beers where we try to predict every MLS match. And with that, we we decided that it would be a good idea to preview all of the MLS teams for our listeners. I know primarily we're an LA Galaxy show, but we love the league as a whole. So we're going to do everything. And of course, if you want to hear our LA Galaxy previews with Christian Miles, you're going to have to wait till the end, guys. No skipping forward. Maybe Bobby will throw it in the middle. Just to keep you guys on your toes. This but was just gonna, right at the end of that interview. Yeah, and we're gonna start. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start in the east, uh, and we're gonna start with the champions because they are first in the alphabet. So, uh, <laughs> what we're gonna do is I'm we gonna go that. through. I'm gonna go through where our 2018 predictions for these teams were uh, versus the actual place that they ended up in, and then we will go through. And discuss what we think about each team. So here we go. Let's get started with the MLS Cup champs. Atlanta. Um, so last year, um, Atlanta United, we all love the way that Atlanta United plays. Um, I predicted a second place finish. Lewis, you predicted they, they would be in the playoffs. Bobby, you also predicted they would be in the playoffs. You were both pretty confident about that. Atlanta United finished. Second place, yep. and they won MLS Cup, and they won it handily. Although they did not get supporter shield, so that was interesting. Play. I mean, obviously they got second place. Um, uh, is there a whistle? Do you have a whistle, Lewis? What's going on over there? I do do not have a whistle. I don't know what you're talking about. I've, I muted my I muted my mic to type it to you guys, and you just, David just went ahead and blasted you. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, whose nostril is squeaking? <laughs> There was a weird whistle. There was a weird whistle. This okay, that, that wasn't Don't me. Don't worry about it. Okay, that wasn't me. I can promise you that wasn't me. If, if you did hear it, retweet it, like it, share it, make fun of it. <laughs> it wasn't me because I was talking. Oh, my okay. God. It was Lewis, man. You had your nostril squeak, okay. man. Come on. Okay. Okay. I, I, so let's 
I actually probably just didn't notice it. Maybe it was. I just didn't you notice, it. Didn't notice it. Oh man, I'm so glad this is off. Such a good. Good start. I just it's pictured him sleeping, on, sleeping with like a big old sleeping cap, and he's all. <laughs> <laughs> it was blowing up as he was. <laughs> I, I was promised efficiency, and it's still going. We're only on the A's, you guys. We haven't even passed it. We, we haven't been talking about it. <laughs> So, so guys, uh, Atlanta, they uh, they went through some changes. Uh, they lost Tata Martino to the Mexican national team, and uh, they sold uh, Miguel Amiron for a record $27 million to Newcastle United. And by all accounts, he's doing very, very well over there. Um, they also lost uh, Greg Garza, and uh, they bring in Dutch manager Frank DeBoer, and, uh, and they bring in the top player. In Argentina, or out of Argentina, I should say, um, PT Mar- Martinez from River Plate. So they have they have a lot going for them. Uh, the, I think uh, the the sort of change, the shift away from Tata into Frank de Boer, is going to be an interesting one. Hold on to your hats, guys. My 2019 prediction for Atlanta: I think they finish in third place this year. Ooh. Okay. Nice. Uh, well, it, it's pretty simple. You got the uh, reigning and defending MLS Cup champion. They uh, yes, they they lost their coach, which I think is going to be bigger than most people thought. You lost Miguel Almiron, much bigger than most people can, can admit. Uh, I think he was. If we're talking about what an MVP really is, I think he should have gotten that award over Joseph Martinez and I think based on their first CCL showing uh, it, it looks like they really really miss Miguel Almiron but I, I think they'll be okay I think they'll find their footing they still have plenty of talent I have Atlanta in the playoffs I, I'm not giving my my seats you're not doing seats oh come on uh, I gave you plenty of time I gave you plenty the, the, of time. The, the, the galaxy is the only one I'm going to give you. A I took the time Fine. to do it, Lewis. Oh, you actually did. Okay, so now <laughs> I have to do it. All right. God. Um, they're definitely in the top seven. Um, All right, we can right, leave let, it there let for Bobby, right now. Let Bobby go. We can, let Bobby there, go. we can leave it there for now. Leave it for the rest. Come on. <laughs> you should just Bobby, have a little. You should just have a die, dude, and just like throw it out there. And go nine. <laughs> you should have a playoff tie of you know one through six, and then you can have a, a not playoff tie. What the hell do you think I do for balls and beers? <laughs> okay, well, no, well, basically, David. Well, what you guys have been saying, we've been saying, we they 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 they're missing a lot of the backbone of what they were last year. A lot of their 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 heart and soul. Um, but it's a it's it's a really strong team. Either way, I think. And then with uh, P.T. Martinez and Joseph Martinez together, um, bringing in these new players, I think they're just going to have a different a different uh, step in their walk. You know, they're going to still be as they're still be as great, but they're just going to have a different style. And I'm going to put them in second place. I I, 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 honestly, I think it's between two and three. I I, I agree with both (laughs) of you guys. It has to be it's top three. And I, I. I think the only thing I can really agree on is that you have the elite teams in the East. You know New York's going to be at the top. You know that Atlanta's going to be at the top. 
Um, NYCFC was once there. They, uh, you know, they fall in. Toronto was once there. And so now you've got those two, and then there's everybody else. So there's going to be like this power vacuum that everyone's going to be fighting for because now it is up for grabs. And I think the Eastern Conference got a little bit more, uh, even more competitive this season. And obviously, you'll, 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 you'll get to that. But I'm going to say two or three as well. I really can't tell you which one exactly. That's our game for me. All right. Well, speaking of everybody else, next up we have the Chicago Fire. Uh, last year we predicted. Let's see. I predicted that the Chicago Fire would end up in tenth place. Uh, Lewis, you had them on the bubble, but more leaning on the outside of the bubble. And Bobby, you had them definitely out of the playoffs. Uh, the Chicago Fire finished in tenth place. Mm-hmm. I lost balls and beers two years in a row, guys. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say uh, uh, you, you did do it. You did not do it where it counted. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Chicago, Chicago brings back Bastian Schweinsteiger for one more year. Uh, they signed an actual center back in Marcelo, and they signed a guy from Poland. I am not going to even try to pronounce his name. He's got a lot of Z's and R's and W's in there. A few K's love? in there as well. Um, and, uh, and they also added uh, David Oatstead. So they did improve. Um, I don't really see them improving in the places that they truly needed to. So my 2019 prediction for the Chicago Fire. Don't hold your breath, guys. They're going to finish in 10th place. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely no movement from David. Yeah, no <laughs> movement. Same, same area. They're going to get there in a different way. But they're going to finish in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well that's sad. I mean, I'm All hoping. Right, uh, Bobby, I, what, what do you think, Bobby? I, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping a team, any team, will be better than what they were the year before, um, except for you know certain rivals. Um, I actually think they're going to do a little better, but just incremental. Like you said, there's not much, much, see, much to see here as an improvement. I'm going to leave them at eighth. Okay. Um, I, I don't have Chicago in the playoffs. Uh, I Maybe some improvement, definitely not enough. I think other teams did significantly more where they may be fighting for a playoff spot now. I don't think Chicago is going to be one of them. I probably have them the same as David, maybe somewhere 9 or 10. But it doesn't really matter. Once you're out of the playoffs, you can finish 8th or 12th. It just doesn't matter. That's not true. One of those spots gets a wooden spoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, uh, FC Cincinnati is next. Uh, So (laughs) FC Cincinnati, obviously they did not, they were not in the league last year. So we did not make a prediction on them. Uh, But uh, let's go uh, with saying that I think they're going to start out more like Minnesota than they are Atlanta, maybe worse than Minnesota. Um, They are going to be playing. I don't know. I'm not sure if you guys caught this. They're going to be playing with replica-quality jerseys. Like, the actual players on the field all season are going to be playing with replica-quality jerseys because according to the team, and this is an official thing from the team, they did not have enough lead time to get their authentic-quality jerseys done in time for the season. That's What? I mean, how long does it take to slap a (laughs) thing on a white T-shirt? Right? (laughs) I guess. <laughs> um, uh, 
and and if that's any indicator as, as to what if FC Cincinnati is going to do this season, um, wow. I mean, look, <laughs> they. I have to say that they do have some decent MLS quality squad guys. Fernando Adi, uh, Greg Garza, Kendall Waston, uh, Darren Maddox, Kakuta Mane. I think they're going to try to catch teams with their speed. Um, they may they may be able to pull off some a few surprises, but I don't really see them getting very far. I think that uh, for 2019, I am predicting that they are going to finish in either the 11th or 12th spot in the mm-hmm. East. Lewis? Obviously, this is not the, the expansion team that you saw from Atlanta. Like you said, it, they went the Minnesota route, who have yet to make the playoffs. No playoffs for Cincinnati. I don't see how they end up anywhere outside of that you know wooden spoon area it has to be somewhere down 11 or 12 the wooden spoon room yeah it's i don't think uh i'm sure they're not going to go winless in the season but it's going to be interesting to see which one of us finally gets that one uh you know, gets the balls to actually bet on them that they're going to win. So, uh, uh, we, well, we know that Bobby did it. We well, now that you Minnesota. say that, Lewis, FC Cincinnati, <laughs> MLS Cup. No, no. <laughs> Bobby, I will crown you balls and beer eternal champion <laughs> if that comes off. <laughs> I get to bunk you on the head with the trophy. Um, <laughs> whatever you want, whatever you want. Uh, but, I, you know, just like David was saying, they do have a, a good amount of players. I'm hoping that they do show more than what we're expecting, but I'm there with you guys, too. 11, 12 plays. I really don't see it happening with them. Um, hopefully they start. They Hopefully they gel and get some wins out there and not get so bad, but we'll see. Indeed. Um, next up is Crew SC or Columbus Crew. I'm not really sure what they're called now. Now that they've been saved, um, obviously they lost their head coach in Greg Berhalter to the U.S. men's national team. Um, but last year, I predicted that Crew SC was going to finish on the bubble, more on the out. Uh, Lewis, you predicted the same thing. Bobby predicted that they would make the playoffs, and indeed they did. They finished in fifth place. Uh, I believe they also eliminated. Who did they eliminate, Bobby? They, I mean, uh, Lewis, they, in the playoffs, they eliminated... Um, it was D.C. United, wasn't it? D.C. DC yeah. United, that's right. Who made that darling run at the end? Um, so I, I don't know what to think about this new crew. They, they're they going to lose Zach Steffen to Man City in the summer. Um, it, it it remains to be seen what the new ownership group is going to do. They they have Caleb Porter, who, uh, you know, who was very nearly the LA Galaxy head coach. Um I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs this year with with what they have. For 2019, I have them in seventh place. So that would be that yeah. would be playoffs. I would say, uh, yeah. Is it looking back at this? I probably should say seventh place on the bubble. Um, <laughs> you know, like somewhere in that seventh eighth place spot. But I, I think that's that's kind of where they're going to live. Why are you taking my terms for? Sorry. <laughs> I know. Um. The thing is, I'm actually there with you. I, I think they're on the bubble. I think there's so many unknowns here. Uh, I think Greg Burhalter got the most out of his players. It's going to be interesting to see if Porter can do the exact same thing. You lost Zach Steffen, which is a huge part of your defense. 
So uh, replacing him is it's it's I don't want to say it's impossible, but um, it's it's certainly difficult. You're going to have a Jossie's artist that obviously resurrected uh, or got a resurgence in his career, but it's Greg Berhalter who kind of unlocked that. Will Porter be able to do the same thing? I don't know, and I, I'm not really I'm not really too confident in that. I, I think that. I think they're on the bubble, but I, I think I'm with David here. I think they're like a seventh, maybe an eighth place team. I, I think ultimately, I think seventh is, is fair. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in the same way with you guys, except only on the bubble. They're bouncing a little bit above it. I have it on sixth, just sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel the same way. We'll see. I'm hoping that they'll pl- that they'll have a good season. Uh, well, a better season than last. But um, even though that'll be, I'll be, I'm giving them a drop from last season. That makes no sense. But still, um, I think they're going to do a little bit better than what you guys are expecting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, next up, we have DC United. So last season, DC United was my dark horse uh, for for MLS Cup. And uh, I I said they were going to finish in fifth place. Uh, Lewis, you had them. I believe you had them on the bubble. Bobby, so many bubbles. I don't know if I got a prediction from you last for DC United. I don't, I don't remember now. getting one for from you. I, I listened back to the show and I don't think I got that one. So I'm just going to assume that you said probably not going to make the playoffs. Um, either way, they did make the playoffs. They actually finished fourth, and I still I still think that they if they would have gotten past Columbus, they would have made that that run to uh, to MLS Cup. Um, they they certainly shocked everyone. Uh, when when they opened uh, Audi Field last year, uh, the combination of Lucho Acosta and Wayne Rooney skyrocketed rocketed them into the uh, the playoffs at the end of the season. I believe they were sitting in last place when uh, when they went into Audi Field, and then they they just they couldn't lose. Um, they're not going to have that new stadium bump this year. Uh, they nearly lost Lucho Acosta to PSG as Neymar's replacement for. <laughs> You know, that was a wacky transfer saga. It didn't end up going through. Um, so now they have to keep uh, Lucho happy. They lost Yamil Assad, Kofi Apare, uh, Darren Maddox, and Lucas Rodriguez. Um, oh, sorry. They, they brought in Lucas Rodriguez from Estudiantes and Leonardo Jara from Boca. So I think that this year they're going to do about the same as they did last year, uh, but they're going to they're going to be really consistent this season. I say they finish in fourth place. That's funny. I feel like I'm. I feel like every every pick you have, I just bump it up a little bit above you. I have them in third. <laughs> <laughs> just like no, right up, right on top. Um, I think. I think. I, I. I mean, out of everything you said now, I mean, I wasn't really paying that much close attention. So now you got me a little nervous. Um, but I really do believe that this season, the 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 leadership and growth that Rooney really came, brought to, brought to this team is gonna is gonna continue. So I think they're gonna do it really really well this season. I have them in the playoffs. I want to say mid table as well. Four or five is probably fair. I think that the dark horse pick at the beginning of the season was a little ambitious. And as the season played out uh, once Audi Field opened and Rooney came in, well, that dark horse pick seemed very uh, lucrative, so much so that I put a little bet 
on them winning MLS Cup because the odds were just too nice. Um, and they had so much momentum, and uh, unfortunately, they there's a lot of excitement they, going uh, on at that time. They, they were, they were, yeah, yeah, they, they were upset by by, by Columbus. Uh, a little surprising there, but um, that's the way MLS goes. Um, but I, I have them returning to the playoffs. I, I say four or five. So I mean, I'm kind of there with you guys again. So all right. Uh, next up, we have the Montreal Impact. So last year. I predicted that the they were going to be on the bubble. They were going to end up in seventh place. Lewis, you had them out of the playoffs. And Bobby also had them on the bubble in seventh place. They finished in seventh place. So all of us are correct on this one. Um, Bobby and I were very accurate. And Lewis, you were correct in that they did not make the playoffs. Um, they just missed it, as a matter of fact. Um, but this year, they added uh, Maxi Rudy, big name. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of others in the offseason. Uh, Rudy and Pierre. Yati are going to be the the combination to watch there. I don't know. I think they're going to try and strengthen themselves a little bit in the summer. I it, I don't know what it is about Montreal. Is no matter how good or bad they look, they always kind of end up being kind of in the playoff hunt, no matter what. So I'm going to keep them in the playoff hunt for 2019. I say that they're going to finish in that. <laughs> And, and I really am taking a page out of Lewis's book here. I'm going to keep him in the bubble spot, six, seven, eighth place, like right in that, right just, in that, uh, just call the show you know, bubble, bubble, teetering, bubble. Yeah. Teetering in and out of, of the bubble. <laughs> Is that our intro song? The bubble bubble thing? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, I, I believe that's all we can use, uh, because we're on Spotify now, so we can't use <laughs> music. Bummer. Uh, Lewis. Um, wow, this was actually kind of a tough one for me. Uh, same reason that you just said, Dave. They, they somehow always find themselves in the playoff hunt. And I have to agree. that They're they're totally on the bubble this year, and I don't know whether they're in or out. They're teetering between 7th seven, and 8th. I think they go as high as 6th, but... <sighs> yeah, I mean, they're probably... I mean, I guess if I've already put Columbus at seventh, I have to put them either in six or eight now because that's how all this works. I don't know. Oh my god, pick that's- a number, man! <laughs> I'm on the bubble, and I'm gonna say seventh. Okay. <laughs> right there with Columbus, they're gonna end up high with points. High in points. Yeah. Oh my god. Same same number of yellow cards, same number of um, everything. Of, it, it's it's going to be fair play points. Unpre- yep, it's going to be so unprecedented. They're going to have to play an extra game to see who goes on. And it's going to be a draw. <laughs> <laughs> but in that game, there'll be one more yellow card to one team, and that's the one that's going to get out of the bubble. Jeez. March oh, Madness man. has nothing on us. All right, all right, all right. Well, I have them in seven two, so we all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, Bobby. Well, well, that was, well, the whole reason I got it, well, that I first started laughing because I was like, we're just saying the same things three times, and we're all just saying like six, five, three. No, like it's right next to each other. Like nothing's ch- nothing's different. Anyways, seven. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. I'm- and then and then it took Lewis going crazy on like, the numbers. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm I'm 
I'm thinking I'm thinking of where like Bobby's worried that he's gone over his three minute allotment. Like he's front loaded his three minutes. He's like, oh crap, now I don't have enough now I don't have that much time left to talk, so I just have to go boom, seven. Yeah. Well <laughs> there's no more to that. <laughs> so next up we have the New England Revolution. Yes, they are still a team in the MLS. Um, last year we predicted that they would end dead last. Well, we were wrong. All of us said dead last. We were wrong. They finished in eighth place. They made it out. They did not make the playoffs. Um, and this is, uh, this is the third season in a row that the Revs have not made the playoffs. Brad Friedel is going to have to really push their guys to perform. They lost Kellen Rowe, Chris Tierney, Claude Dimiela, um, and they added... Carlos Gill from Deportivo La Coruna, uh, Colombian Juan Fernando Salcedo, and uh, Edgar Castillo. So, uh, 2009, sorry, 2019, wow. I have the New England Revolution finishing in eighth or ninth place. Bobby. Ninth. <laughs> Out of the out of the playoffs, ninth. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! This is if this is any indication of what balls and beers is going to be like this year. It's going to be super bad. We're going to get beat so hard by our listeners. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or they could be just be listening to us, so everybody's going to be the same on points. That's true. All right, That's so true. let's get in. Let's get back into some of the better teams in the league here. Uh, the New York Red Bulls. Uh, they are. Last year, we uh, predicted that uh, I, I predicted they would finish fourth. Uh, Lewis, you predicted they were on the bubble slashing slash out. Bobby you said they were going to eke into the playoffs. Well, the New York Red Bulls right. went and won. <laughs> no, no, you weren't. They eked in and took it all out, man. <laughs> they, the New York Red Bulls won the Supporter Shield last year. So they finished. First overall in the entire league. Um, and they're looking strong again. They started their uh, CCL campaign with a win over uh, Dominican Republic side Pantoja. But they lost. Me? Yes, exactly. They lost Tyler Adams, Aurelian Collin, Carlos Rivas, Fidel Escobar. But they brought in some, uh, some homegrowns, which, you know, the Red Bulls are going to do. And uh, they brought in 18-year-old Damien forward Matthias Jorgensen so Chris Armas is going to have a lot to prove this year I expect them to be strong again I think for 2019 they're going to finish in first place but they're not going to get that shield Lewis um, definitely playoffs uh, I agree I don't think they can get back to back shields I, I think well Chris Armas proved me wrong Last season, so uh, he's definitely won me over. I, I have to agree. It, it's first or second in the East. They're one of the top classes in uh, Eastern Conference in MLS. Atlanta being the other one, so it, it could go one or two for New York. Um, I think the the loss of Tyler Adams is it, it's huge, but I still think they have enough, and they're they're well coached, so they'll be fine. All right, Bobby. What do you think? Bobby thinks uh, nothing's going to happen here. 
Sorry, my mic clicked out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's yelling. Yeah, no, I, I told you. I was like, dude, I was like, so New York Red Bulls. You're like, so Bobby is not around or something, whatever you said. But, ooh, we went quiet. So, yeah. <laughs> Red Bulls, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> uh, they're one of the strong. I think they're one of the strongest teams uh, in the East, other than Atlanta. Um, I think Atlanta's uh, because of the, because of so many changes this year. I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fall behind New York Red Bulls. I go ahead and say that they're gonna be at first in the East too. Okay. Um, and uh, now we go to the other side of New York, the New NYCFC. Last year, we I said they were gonna finish first. Uh, Lewis, you had them in the playoffs. Bobby, you had them in the playoffs. Um, Patrick Vieira left midseason, but he left them with a hefty lead. They ended up finishing in third place. Uh, when Dominic Tourette came in, he had a hard time adjusting to MLS. So now he's lost David Villa. He's lost Yangel Herrera. Uh, he's going to be without Rodney Wallace, Tommy McNamara. And probably, thankfully for them, Joe Inge Borget. Um, they bring in Alexandru Mat- Matrita uh, from some uh, Eastern European country. I forget where he's from. He's like from Ukraine or something. Uh, Keaton Parks, Juan Pablo Torres. It's going to be – New York City has a lot to prove. Um, Dominic Torrent, I think, is going to – have a lot on his plate. I don't think that they're going to do as well as they did last year. I have them in sixth place, somewhere between six and nine. So on the bubble, uh, but probably they, I think I think I have them more in the playoffs than out of the playoffs. Uh, Bobby, where do you have them? Um, looking looking back on my notes, I don't really know why, but I, I still have I have them at fourth I have them at fourth place this year for some reason. I still, they're they're not a lost cause to me. They had a lot of trouble last year, but um, since they're not going to be <clears throat> they're not going to be looking to Davia for every every little everything that they need to get fixed, I think they're going to become a, a bit of a stronger team than what how they fell at the la- end of the season last year. So I'll give them fourth. All right, Lewis. I, I'm not sure if they can. Um, I don't want to say recover, but I mean they, they took a, a pretty big stumble last season, and um, whether the you know that ship gets righted, I'm not sure. I don't think they made improvements uh, for me to to warrant that you're still one of the top three teams in the Eastern Conference. I don't think you're anywhere near there now. I think you'd be even if you were. In a fifth or sixth place, you're a distant um, fifth or sixth place. But I think NYCFC is on the bubble this year, and I have to agree with David. It's it's somewhere between six and nine. Uh, I, I just I'm not sure. Actually, if anything, I, I'm sure I, I've used a number already. Um, I wouldn't, you know, maybe not nine. I would probably say eight is probably as low as I'll go. But they're definitely on the bubble. All right. A team that uh, I don't think is going to be on the bubble this year, Orlando City. Last year, I boldly predicted that this was that was going to be the year they make the playoffs. I was wrong. Lewis, you had them on the bubble slash in. You were wrong. Bobby, you had them eking into the playoffs. You were also wrong. They finished in last place in the East, 11th I believe, I believe them in the least. 
Yes, we did believe in them the least. <laughs> if we're rounding uh, up and down, listen. I'm the winner here. Again, Elliot Holman, we love you. If you're listening, we're sorry. But Orlando were trash. And they're going to be trash again. They gutted their entire back line. They lost Joe Bendick, Jonathan Spector, Scott Sutter, Danny Toya, Chris Schuler, Mohamed El Munir, Amaro Tarek, RJ Allen, Yoshi Yotun. They brought in <laughs> John Moutinho, Tesho Akindeli, and Ecuadorian Sebas Mendez. And of course, who can forget their big splashy signing, Portuguese winner, winger, not Ronaldo, Portuguese winner, winger, Nani. Remember Nani? Mm-hmm. Apparently Orlando does. Um, my question, my question is, who plays defense, and how good can a team with Will Johnson really do? Um, my prediction for the year: Orlando is going to win their first trophy, the wooden spoon. Damn. I, I mean, simple answer is that. Again, uh, we are sorry, Elliot, but that, that organization is all kinds of dysfunctional. I have no reason to believe that it would change. They didn't do anything to improve the uh, the roster. In fact, I think they went backwards there. Uh, they're still with the same coach. I don't even think he survives the season, uh, which would be kind of on par with where the Galaxy was. You know, having four coaches on the on the uh, on the payroll. But, uh, I mean, Wooden Spoon, I, I don't know. Cincinnati's in there. Uh, if there is someone that was going to challenge them, Orlando definitely would be one of those teams, obviously. <laughs> I, I, they're not in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I got to have them down there, 11 or 12. All right. All right, well, I got 11th. Yeah, so I think we all expect that Orlando is not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So next up, we have the Philadelphia Union. Um, These are your boys, David. My boys. My my boys, even though last year I predicted them to finish in ninth place. Um, Bobby, you had them out of the playoffs. Lewis, you also had them out of the playoffs. Guess what? They proved us all wrong. Philly <laughs> made the playoffs last year. They so ended happy. up in sixth You're so happy place. about that. I, I, am, I am a little happy about that. Um, <laughs> although, listen, Philly, they started off on the wrong foot. They asked fans to help design a jersey, and then they went out and mocked their submissions openly on social media and then unveiled a white T-shirt. Um, but as far as player, they, uh, they, they bid farewell to uh, Dojkoe, Rosenberry, CJ Sapong, they bring in the often injured but very talented Marco Fabian, Sergio Santos uh, from Chilean side, uh, Alde Italiano. I don't know if that's right. Aldax. Uh, Aurelian Colin, Kai Wagner. So the key here is Marco Fabian, right? If he can get on the field consistently, he can feed a calm, he can feed the forwards. I think the Phillies actually going to be good this year. So, my 2019 prediction for Philadelphia. 
second place. <laughs> the Porter, the Porter Shield winner. <laughs> almost, almost, Lewis. He said second place. No, I think I think they finish in second place. Uh, wow. Bobby, where do you got Philly? Wow, I just I don't know what to say. I mean, you really, really talked them up. I mean, geez, I, sh- I really should say first place. I'm gonna leave my my prediction. But I have them. But I have them in thirteenth. <laughs> Get out of here! I'm in fifth place. I only get. Fifth I only place. have. Them, I only have them go one more. One more. One more spot from last year. Mm. Oh, David, because all men. Yeah. Well, David, turn that frown upside down because I've got my little conductor hat and I'm joining you on that uh, on that train. I also think that Philadelphia is going to do something special this season. I think David's so happy. They, 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 they played well enough last season. They just could not finish. They played very well at home. They had so many uh, chances that they created. I think it was like one of the most in the league in the first half of the season. In the second, in the second half of the season, they finally finished those chances. I think they have like the most like passes completed in the midfield. Uh, uh you know, in the, the or pretty close to the top of the, of the leaderboard in the league. Played very well at home. And you've added some really nice pieces that are going to complement that offense. I agree with David. I have them in second or third. Wow. In in, in the Eastern Conference. Wow. And they are my dark horse for MLS oh. Cup. Wow. Oh, I like how Lewis keeps taking two spots. Two or three. Four or five. <laughs> two or three. <laughs> Seven or six. Could end up in, could end up in 10th or 11th. <laughs> Get or nine or six or four or one. Or nine or four. I don't know. We'll see. Why'd you listen to balls and beers where it really matters? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, wow, dark horse for MLS Cup. I I just think that there's something. I don't know that there, there's something about Philly that was that if you really watched them last season, you can see that there was something there, but there was a uh, like the pieces missing. They finally. Got it together, unfortunately, you know, came to a halt in the playoffs. I think they did their improvements this season. And because of that, I I, I just I have a feeling that you need to watch Philly this season. Yeah. That being said, wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, get my, I'll get my scarf out. <laughs> I was going to say, bring your I'll scarf out, David. Yeah. Dust it off. <laughs> dust it off the, dust off the, 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 the crap. Uh, all right, next up we have, or I, I should say last in the East, Toronto FC. So last year, Jeez. last year, I predicted Toronto was going to finish in the top three. Luke. Lewis, you predicted <laughs> all of first us. place. Bobby, you predicted first place. Toronto had the most abysmal year. They showed no signs that that was ever. going to happen. I know, I know. They made it to the CCL final. Like, what in the world? Who would have thought that Toronto was going to tank so badly? My God, they finished in ninth place. The the MLS Cup champions just fell flat on their faces, even losing the CCL final to a terrible Chivas Guadalajara side. Um, and they sacrificed their regular season, and they were riddled with injuries. But guess what, guys? Riddled with injuries again, and 
they sold Sebastian Giovinco to Saudi Arabian side Al Halil in the offseason. So, eh, here we go again. They just got destroyed by a Panamanian side in 4 0 in their CCL game last week. They brought in Terrence Boyd, Lawrence Simon, who's been a disaster so far, Nick DeLeon, and they're still looking for Giovinco's replacement. So, for 2019, I think TFC is going to be not great, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as we think they are. I think they're finishing in fifth place. So after all that shit you dumped on them, <laughs> you dumped them yep. Yep. yeah, that was a that was a yep. huge dump, dude. A yep. huge dump. And then you're like, oh wait, look, there's a, oh there's something shiny. This is MLS. <laughs> this is MLS. <laughs> Welcome to the league, boys. Wow. Oh god. Oh my god. Well, I, for some reason, you know how Lewis, I have a few. Sometimes I have my feelings. Weird feelings. Yes, you things. do. Well, I have it with this. <laughs> I have it with Toronto uh, for some reason. I feel like they have a lot to prove uh, this season for sure because of, I mean, the disastrous season last year and and how how horrible that was. Uh, this is uh, Altidore's last season as well. I know he, he's been he's been saying that he's he's gonna he's gonna work his heart out to to do the best as he can this season. Um, and I just think they're going to continually grow. I'm going to do a really crazy thing and say that they may end up in second. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. I, I am going total opposite of what you guys have been saying as, as I'm watching or as I'm following along their CCL match and getting absolutely destroyed by a Panamanian side that probably had no business getting that type of scoreline against Toronto, who was once heralded as the greatest MLS team of all time. Uh, gets spanked down in Panama 4-0. Played earlier today back in Toronto. Couldn't even beat them at home. Uh, the game ended 1-1. Toronto is officially elim- eliminated by a Panamanian side in CCL. And as I'm, as I'm following along, one of the first things that came to my mind, and I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, but one of the first things that I thought of. We still have the whole was, West, dude. Okay. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But since you guys are you know, kind of going opposite of where I was going, I'm going to just go ahead and put more shit on this. Um, Meldrick Taylor. For those of you who don't know who Meldrick Taylor is, um, boxer, um, uh, Olympic gold medalist he was like the rising star at the time uh this is back in the 80s uh one of the smaller weights and uh as he started his professional career he went undefeated he was supposed to be the next big thing uh started his career undefeated and finally he gets his big prize fight against legendary fighter julio cesar chavez who at the time was 60 and 0 considered invincible no one was going to touch this guy but Meldrick taylor had a chance to do so they end up fighting 10, for the better part, 10 rounds. Meldrick Taylor outboxed the great Julio Cesar Chavez. And in the 12th round, Chavez knocks him down with 16 seconds left. Meldrick gets up four seconds into the count. With four seconds left, the ref asks him, are you okay? And in a matter of two seconds, calls the fight, stops it with three seconds left. And Julio Cesar Chavez wins that fight. 
one of the most controversial decisions ever in in boxing. The guy was never the same after that fight. He deserved that fight. He never recovered mentally. He never reco- recovered physically. And that's where I was going with this. Toronto yeah. deserved that was like an LA is our house thirty for thirty, David. <laughs> Dude, market it, market it, patent pending. Um, an hour for an hour with LA is our house. <laughs> Hey, dude, you're giving me some great ideas here. Guess what's going to happen in Balls and Beers? Um, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Look out for our, tuned, our, our Well, you got to hurry up to get there, Lewis. Come on. Um, <laughs> basically, the whole point was that Toronto also never recovered from that final. They should have won. They deserved to win. They were the better team. They knew it. Chivas knew it. Everybody else knew it. They had a place with a trophy already. They lost. They never recovered. And they've been imploding ever since with getting rid of Jovinko, who wanted to play in Saudi Arabia rather than stay in Toronto. You have Terrence Boyd as a forward. I don't think that was their choice. I don't think that was his choice. I think they were going for, oh, you're going to give us money for Jovinko? Okay. Whatever it was, I mean, Jovinko did not want to stay there. I think he posted something on his Instagram, but um, he wasn't happy. About uh, where you know the team was headed, um, you had uh, that defender who got kicked off the team for insubordination. Oh yeah, he tried uh, to fight Greg Van. Yeah, so I mean, th- there's there, you have I you totally have Mr. Glass uh, as your as your as your forward. This team, um, yeah, I, I just don't think they recover. I think they're gonna have to like just kind of like rebuild all over again, start from scratch because uh, I think this team just psychologically is just not there anymore. No playoffs. I think they fight for the wooden spoon. Mm. That's what I'm saying. That being said, I think they recover and go to MLS Cup. <sighs> <laughs> and on that episode, let's move to the west side, David. To the west side. All right, guys. <sighs> Come on. Drop it in. I'm we going. are headed west. I'm going quicker on this one. Let's go. Yeah, let's go a little bit faster. Uh, Colorado. Uh, <laughs> so Colorado, um, I really wish we would. I'd, so okay, so the original plan was we we're gonna relegation do this last week. I really wish we would have done it this last week because then it wouldn't seem like recency bias. Relax, but do not do. Let's Shatner start with now. what I predicted don't, last. Don't year. start doing Shatner when we're trying to speed it up. Last year I predicted. <laughs> last year for Colorado, our predictions. Where I thought they were going to squeak into the playoffs, Lewis had them out. Bobby had them out, so they finished in 11th place. So Lewis and Bobby, you were absolutely correct. Colorado were trash last Duh. year. They weren't that trash, but they were trash. Um, this year, they went and they got really good midfield together. So they, uh, the players that uh, left in the off season. Zach McMath, Giles Barnes, Yannick Boley, Edgar Castillo, Andrew Dykstra, Jack McBean, who retired, uh, Enzo Martinez. And then they went out and they got a really good MLS discard pile. They got Kai Kamara, Keegan Rosenberry, Nicholas Mosquita, Benny Failhaber, and Diego Rubio. This is a good team, you guys. I think that Anthony Hudson upgraded in every part of the field that he needed to 
And he's going to have a little extra juice with the looming retirement of Tim Howard. I think the Rapids are going to be good this year. They're going to finish in fourth place. I think Colorado is definitely going to be better. Uh, I mean, there's not really much you can do, you know, from 11th. You've you got to move up, right? So um, I think... You voted teams down just now, just like a few minutes ago. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, I have Colorado teetering on the bubble, but I think they make the playoffs. I'm going to go five or six. Hmm. So I agree with David pretty much wholeheartedly here. Um, and even seeing them play us in the offseason uh, this past game, I mean, they were they were on point. They had really great attack. They were aggressive, had a good foot on the ball. Um, I was pretty surprised. So I'm, I'm here with David, too. I'm thinking fourth place as well. Top four in the Western Conference, Colorado. That's interesting. Um, I think they have a. I think they have a higher ceiling than that. But I think that's kind of where they're gonna end up. Um, next up is Dallas. Uh, last year, they would end in third place. Lewis, you had them on the bubble slash out in the sixth, kind of in the sixth place spot. Um, Bobby, you had them in the playoffs. They finish in fourth place, so somewhere in between all of our predictions. Um, Oscar Pereja has moved on. Uh, and Dallas has appointed the uh, academy director, Luchi Gonzalez, to be the head coach. They lost Maxi Arudi, Tesho Akindela, uh, Roland Lama, Victor Uola, and Maynard Figueroa. Teenager Chris Richards, who was sold in the offseason to Bayern Munich, although he never featured for the first team. That was somebody who probably would have come up and helped them this year. Um, they add Honduran Brian Acosta. Uh, Bresson from Gremio and Zendek Ondensak from League of Warsaw. <laughs> oh, I thought it was I thought it was gonna be like a like a like a space alien from a comic book. That's what it sounded like. It looks like it's spelled like <laughs> right. <laughs> I am the Overlord Zendak Ondensak. It's only a DC name. <laughs> yes. Some <laughs> <laughs> planet Brainiac took over. <laughs> But um, Odin's son is from Marvel. <laughs> true, true. Uh, I don't think Dallas is going to do well this year. Uh, I have them in seventh or eighth place, and I'm going to go out and say Lewis, first year head coach. It's going to be tough. Going to be tough. It's not easy. I know Gio Savarisi <laughs> proved me wrong last year, but I still think that's the case. I, I don't think they make the playoffs this year, or they're right on the edge. I uh, I think for me the, the the big question is the coach. I think losing Oscar Pereja was a big loss. You promoted within the organization. I think he was an assistant coach, so I'm not sure um, how that plays out. Other teams have found success in that. Um, this is actually, I mean, I have no idea how how this coach is going to do. He has, I've never seen him. I'm not sure if um, he has any head coaching experience. Period. But uh, I think they drop. I think they still make the playoffs, but they're on the bubble. And I'm going to say they're teetering around that seventh or eighth spot. All right, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, it just it's just an unexperienced team at the moment. With we don't really see where they're going, so I see them as well dropping. But I'm putting them at the at the sixth place mark. 
We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, now we go to the other Texas team, Houston Dynamo. Last year, I had them in fifth place. Lewis, you had them on the bubble slash sixth place. So Bobby, you had them the out. I know. Bobby, you had them out. Uh, they finished in ninth place, but they eliminated the LA Galaxy, um, as we all know, in that, that famous, famous, awful last uh, home game there. So, Houston lost Adolfo Malchado, Eric Alexander, and backup keeper Chris Seitz. They bring in uh, Palmero center back Kiki Struna, Maynard Figueroa, Marlon Harrison, and Tommy McNamara. And the former French fry, French fry kit wearer, Matias Vera from Chile's O'Higgins. So, uh, O'Higgins is the... Oh, Higgins is that team with the it's, with the McDonald's French fries as their numbers. It sounds like a like a a, a, a a flyover country's restaurant that's like sponsored by Chile's. <laughs> it's like Chile's O'Higgins. It's Chile's Chile's O'Higgins. <laughs> it's like it's like if Chile if if like of Chile's baby back ribs. Yeah, oh, has like another. A, like if, a, yeah. if they had like a um like an Irish or a Scot you know Irish uh, like chain, that's this would be called be called O'Higgins. Chili's O'Higgins, I like it. <laughs> so I don't think Houston's gonna be good. Uh, I have them in somewhere between sixth, seventh, and ninth place. I'm sorry, seventh, eighth, and ninth, like in that area. I didn't want to say bubble, but I said it again. Damn it! Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, what do you think? He's never going to end with the bubble. Um, <laughs> even with the Chiles O'Higgins reference, I mean, come on. I mean, I want to give it in, like third third place. I want to do that just for that. But no, ninth. So that's it. Lewis. Um, I think Houston kind of underperformed last season. And I think a big part of that was losing Juan Cabezas to injury. Uh, I think if he's in the... Um, if he's not injured, you'd probably be seeing Houston in the playoffs. That's just um, my opinion. I, I kind of feel the same way this season. I, I think that if Juan Cabeza stays healthy, I think they can make a playoff run, albeit a low seed. I'm, I'm thinking also 6-7, but they can also end up in 8th. I have them in that region. And Juan Cabeza is actually already injured. He got injured in the CCL already. I, I don't know the extent of, of that injury and how long he'll be out, but that's already not a good sign. So... If he stays healthy, I say playoffs in a, as a low seed. If he is injured, Houston's out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have. A, I don't think they have a chance. All right. Uh, next up is that team, <clears throat> that godforsaken team. Which one? The one. L A F C. Who? <laughs> that time I heard you. <laughs> Uh, last year, I predicted they would finish in eighth place. Lewis, you had them on the bubble slash out, also in eighth place. Bobby, you had them out of the playoffs. Guess what, guys? They made the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they finished in third place. They got one additional game from the LA Galaxy. Then the LA Galaxy did, and then they got bounced. So, um, a decent start for them for their uh, MLS uh, sort of re-debut. Uh, but they lost beating Fellhaber. Marco Rina, John Moutinho, and Aaron Kovar, who retired rather than return to that godforsaken team. Um, the 
they added Eddie Segura, Mohamed El Monir, Rodolfo Zelaya, the match fixer, and Mexican goalkeeper Pablo Cisnigia. Um, LAFC's attack could be formidable, but their defense could be very vulnerable this year. So, for 2019, I think they finish. Hmm. See, I don't hard time with this one. I think they finished earlier. I thought, okay, I had them as high as third or fourth. Now I bring them down a little bit. I think they're finishing in like fifth or sixth place. Now, hmm. now we're doing two different spots because Lewis. <laughs> well, look at I introduced. I'm the I introduced two spots. I introduced <laughs> bubbles. I introduced locks. Oh, all the worst. I, I guess, yes, yes, it's yes. Everything oh I don't God. like. Anyways, <laughs> I guess I'm handing the stuff. I don't. I don't. You know. did not. You did not introduce poop game. That was Bobby Warshaw. <laughs> that was Bobby Warshaw, and I I never took credit for a poop game. <laughs> well, look, I don't think they're gonna do as great as last year, um, but I don't think they're gonna be following on their heels as much as we would want them to. I'm keeping. I'm putting them at fifth place. Sorry, say that again, Bobby. I'm putting them at fifth place. Oh, okay, you, you cut out first, second. Okay, Lewis. Playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, it's. I don't see how they end up in the bottom four. As much as I would like to see that, I just, I don't see that happening uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, as high as third, I think as low as six. Oh so they're, 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 they're like, I mean, that's uh, a big swing. Well, you know what? That's a big For swing. For the LA Galaxy, I'm going to give them the Grammy. <laughs> I th- Since we're not, you know, locking anything in, just Grammy. I, I, I'm gonna say, four, you know what? I'll say fourth. How about that? Well, I'll, I'll say fourth. All right, copycat four. No, no, I, no I said five. Never no, yes, yeah. <laughs> And we're delusional, and we still have to do balls and beers. Uh, next up, Minnesota United. Um, everybody unanimously said they were going to end up in dead last. We were wrong. They ended up in 10th place. So, um, take, take that Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we dubbed, we dubbed Minnesota, the whipping boys last year. Um, simply because we did not expect another team to be worse. This team went and lost Johan Vargas, Colin Warner, Fernando Bob, one of my favorites. Uh, Ibsen, Matt Lampson. And then they bring in some decent players to upgrade their spine. John Gregegas, Osvaldo, Os- oh, sorry, Osvaldo Alonso, and Ike Opara. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to get their new stadium after their uh, 40 game road stint to start out the season. Um, and they, they have Kevin Molino back from injury. So I think they're going to do really well. I have Minnesota United finishing third place wow. in the West. <laughs> wow. <Yes>. Lewis's reaction. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. That's, what Bobby. I'm la- that's what I'm laughing at. Bobby, where do you have Minnesota United finishing? <laughs> well, funny that you say that, David. I seriously did not see that coming. <laughs> funny that you say that you think that they should be in third because I also think... But no, they're they're in seventh for me. I don't think. <laughs> 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 no, I don't. I, I think they'll do better. 
but I don't really see like a big. I don't really see a big switch within the season uh, with Minnesota. So I'm, I'm here. I'm giving them the seventh. Man, you're all, you're all about Minnesota. <laughs> oh no! Don't say I, I'm not saying I, I can know, bet I know, with like, them. You, but you enjoy you bet with Minnesota quite a bit. No, and I know. Now that they're getting in their new stadium, no, I, I still may bet for them. But I'm not like, saying they're going to be third. I'm not going to say they're like supporter shield. I'm not. I'm not insane. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I just I just showed that I was a guru, Lewis, guru last year. So that's what I showed. I think I think Minnesota is going to be in the MLS Cup with Philly. Wow, we talking about it'd be so amazing. Um, look, who knows? I, I, Minnesota actually <laughs> went out and actually fixed their defense. I think for a team that was actually able to score goals last season. Much like the Galaxy, you just need to fix up that defense, not bleed as many goals as you did. Their goal score is not there that much anymore, though. Remember? I'm sorry. That goal score. That? that goal score is with LAFC now, though. Right. I, I I understand, and I think that because of that reason that you lost one of your attackers, um, I I just would have pegged him as high as three. I have him on the bubble. I think that's a that's a that's a huge improvement. The fact that you're even in the playoff hunt. Uh, because they haven't been in the past couple seasons. So I think they're on the bubble and they're teetering somewhere between seven and eight. I think, I mean, I, I, again, it, it's kind of depending on the results. The Western Conference, like last season, is up for grabs again. I think there's only maybe one, two teams, again, that you're saying, yeah, they're definitely making the playoffs or so. And then it's just a free for all. And I think that uh, there's a couple teams like, I mean, Colorado improved, Minnesota improved. Um, Again, if Houston, you know, if if, if uh, Cabeza stays healthy, I mean, the West is wide open again. So mm-hmm. I had about 20 teams on the bubble last season. I'm going to have 21 teams this season. Uh, I think Minnesota's on the bubble. Um, and I would like to see them in the playoffs. Um, but I'm not sure. I, I think maybe they just miss out on it. I'm thinking maybe eighth. Eighth place. Okay. Uh, all right. So we move on for very little like confidence. It was a, <laughs> it was a really long one. All right. <laughs> I have half a point on this yeah. prediction. <laughs> Minnesota for the draw. Uh, next up, we have Portland. So I predicted in spectacular fashion that Gio Savarisi was going to have a hard time making a splash in MLS. I predicted they were going to finish fifth place. Um, Bobby, I did not get a prediction for Portland from you. Um, I don't, I don't think we might have skipped over you um, by accident. And then Lewis said that we're going to finish top three. So they finished fifth and then they went to MLS cup final. Um, So the Portland Timbers have to survive a 10 game road trip to start the season because their stadium is Going uh, undergoing reservation uh, renovations reservations, um, but once they get back, I think they're going to make a strong run. Uh, Portland has parted ways with Liam Ridgewell, Victor Arbeloa, Lawrence Olam, Jake Gleason, Roy Miller, and Alvis Powell, and uh, bringing in Jorge Morietta from River Plate, Claude Danilia. Sorry, and they were rumored to be adding Eddie Vargas from Tigres, but that looks to have fallen through. I think there's still a chance that that might happen. 
but uh, you know that I would put that as a distant if. So for 2019, I think I have Portland on the bubble, mm. uh, like somewhere between fifth, sixth, and seventh place. I think they make the playoffs, but uh, but it's going to be a, a tough season for them uh, because they have that that road trip to start. So, uh, Bobby, where do you have them? I don't know why, but I have them second. I feel like they're gonna do a lot better this season, and they have to they have to get through that first ten. I'm just still laughing at my reaction when you said bubble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, just second. I gotta stop now. <laughs> I, I, I just I just remember Minnesota's third. Um, Portland. <laughs> See, it's a, it gets funnier when you keep saying it. <laughs> Digger's gonna punk us. But not where it matters. Oh, um, look, I, I know they have uh, an extremely tough task going on the road uh, for ten games uh, straight to start the season. I mean, you could be in a very big hole um, by the time you actually, you know, uh, get back home. But I think Portland, who's the defending Western Conference champion, I, I think they're up to the challenge. Um, if if they end up pulling off getting a uh, Eduardo Vargas from Tigres, number one in the West. I think they vaulted number one in the West if they're able to pull that off. If they're not, I still have them as a, a number three, maybe a number four. Um, but they're definitely in the playoffs. All right. So you have them, what, third, fourth? I'm going to say third. I'm going to say third, fourth, yeah. Okay. All right. RSL. Uh, last year, had them in fourth place. Lewis, you had them on the bubble slash in. Bobby, you had them out. They finished in sixth place, so they did indeed just make that cut. Man, they had a um, run at the end. Yeah, they did. Uh, good news. Good news for Mike Petke. The MLS, MLS refs will now have to explain what they are reviewing in VAR. So, Bobby, you gave me crap about it last year, but the printouts worked, damn it. Mm. I mean, they changed the policy. They, you know, stop they, making they, the same jokes. Stop they used, the same jokes. They please. used all the money from the Mike Petke fines to fund this new initiative to explain VAR. We're going to be fucking 78. <laughs> and you're going to be like, did the printer work or some shit, I'm, whatever? And I'll I'm, be so, like, I'm so oh. mad at you. I'm, I'm so mad at you because you didn't go on the show last week where we talked about the new jerseys. Oh, I'm so and glad. I made, God damn, and I so could have made a joke about the printer breaking on the Galaxy jersey oh. because of the glitch. I feel like I, I could have made that joke. I, when you do that, I feel like a 13-year-old girl, like with her dad. <laughs> like, oh. I tell you, I tell you, that's my favorite sport, <laughs> right? To make Donovan, my 10, almost 11-year-old, go, God, dad. No, I don't even think you're that good as <laughs> making him feel that way like you do me. Um, so they, they went out and signed a Liberian forward, Sam Johnson. Uh, they're bringing in Everton Luis. They're bringing Danny Toya and Julian Vasquez. Um, but they still have Kyle Beckerman who might just be a year or two. slow for MLS, I think that they finished in like eighth, like at the bottom eight to 11th is, is what I have them listed as. I had them on the bubble last season. 
going in, squeaking into the playoffs. It, it's exactly what happened. God damn you, Houston. I think uh, I think that luck runs out. I think they're out of the playoffs this season. Ninth. Nine. Bobby? Unless Remondo does some crazy feet again this year and does amazing shit, um, I say 11 to like 22. <laughs> what You're so bad about RSL that we're gonna add ten <laughs> spots below the way. <laughs> so, speaking of, speaking of teams that were so bad that spots needed to be added below them, uh, the San Jose Earthquakes. So, welcome Cincinnati. Yes, San Jose Earthquakes. The Last year, I had them finishing 11th place. Uh, Lewis, you had them on the bubble, but you hoped that they would finish in last place. Nice job. And Bobby, you had them out. So as we all know, they finished in last place in the entire league. They are indeed the wooden spoon holders. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, They went through a very big overhaul this season. They brought in Argentine coach Matias Almeida and his staff, uh, to lead San Jose into the new era. And that has not gone so well because last week there was a rumor that Almeida was already looking for an out because he was, a, he was frustrated at the lack of funds that the club had available to him. Um, they lost their DP in Haika. Uh, they, they lost Damaduro. They have Chris Whalen uh, gone. Um, Almeida brings in Peruvian international Marcos Lopez, Christian Espinoza, Daniel Vega and Judson. And they still have Wando on that team. I don't think they're going to do that well. I think they finish in 10th place. Bobby. What happened? Where is he? No, 10th place. San Jose también. Luis. I think. ¿Cómo piensas? ¿Cómo piensas? Pienso que esos hijos putas de San Jose. Wait, all right, relax. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait. Sorry, my Colombian came out. So, all right. Um, um, I, I think the X factor for me is Almeida. I think that he's a good enough coach to turn the team around. I'm hoping that he just pulls an Osorio and just ditches the team and goes to Cruz Azul or any other team for that matter. Um, if he stays on. I think he sneaks him in. Mm. I think he sneaks him in. Um, I, 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 he brought in, uh, uh, you know, his own coaching staff. He, he, he's planning to change the culture there, um, much like Scaloto is doing uh, with the Galaxy. I, I think that, I mean, in the preseason, you saw it. I mean, they went into uh, LAFC, LAFC Stadium where they played tough and just spanked them 3 0. Um, and, and most. Of LAFC stars were still there midway through the second half. Uh, by that time, it was already 3 0. Um, as long as Almeida stays, I think they sneak him in, unfortunately. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they end up dead last again. So, it's the exact same prediction as last year. Bubble, hope they finish dead last. All right. Uh, Seattle Sounders. Last year, I had them in seventh. Lewis, you had them on the bubble. Bobby, you had them in the playoffs. They finished in second place. Um, they lost Osvaldo Alonso um, in probably one of the bigger offseason shocks, for me at least. 
they they lose uh, Roman Torres and Tony Alfaro. Uh, they picked up some depth in Jonathan Campbell, um, and they're looking to sign a third DP in the summer. So, with uh, that in mind, I think 2019 they come back strong. I think they finish in second place. Bobby. Uh, yeah, I don't really have, I'm not really that uh, optimistic with Seattle. I'm not a big Seattle person in general. I don't really see how great they are when you, when everybody praises them. Uh, I'm going to leave them at eighth place. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> um, I, I have them in the playoffs. Uh, I have them for sure in the playoffs. I, I think that, I think they'll do their yearly I'm going to skip the first four months of the, the regular season and play the final four months of the regular season and just ride that wave through the playoffs. Uh, they've been doing it the past three seasons. Uh, I have them maybe three or fourth. All right. Um, Sporting Kansas City. Last season, I predicted that they would end first in the West. Lewis, you had them on the bubble. Uh, uh, on their way out. Bobby, you had them in definitely. Sporting Kansas City finished first in the West. Um, But they lost a huge piece this season in in Icopara. Um, They also departed with Kyrie Shelton, Diego Rubio. Uh, They bring in Kellen Rowe, Rodney Wallace, Eric Hurtado, Hungarian Bontard Baroff, what a name. And with Christian Nemeth coming back to a very comfortable Jonas Mercy Park I at the end of last season, I think that they're going to be really, really good. I have Sporting Kansas City in first place. As a matter of fact, I have them winning the Supporter Shield. Oh. Um... Dead wrong last season. I remember making that prediction saying, like, you know what? I have this feeling about Kansas City. Um, I should have put it on Toronto. That's kind of what I was looking at, that Kansas City was just going to bomb and just have this big disappointment uh, of a season. Um, it didn't happen. Don't think it's going to happen this year. I have them in the playoffs. I, Yeah, it, it's hard for me not to put them at number one. Ditto, number one. Man, Kansas City. Look out. <laughs> you can have a bad season. Get, yeah, I know. <laughs> Careful, guys. <laughs> they're going to they, – they, they, they blew by Toluca 3-0. They're probably going to win that series. They're going to go all the way to the CCL Championship against that Panamanian side and fucking lose. <laughs> and then that's it. That's it. They're, they're going to get Meldrick tailored. <laughs> I think MLS would get Meldrick tailored if that happened. That's what I'm talking about. All of MLS. (laughs) All right. uh, Last one before we get to the LA Galaxy. That is the Vancouver Whitecaps. So I had them in 10th place. Lewis, you had them out. Bobby, you had them out. They finished in 8th place. Um, So Lewis and Bobby, you were right in uh, in that they were not going to make the playoffs. I was too off. Uh, I thought they were a little bit better. So the Whitecaps bring in... Uh, they made about as many changes as Orlando did. They bring in a new head coach in Mark Dos Santos. Um, they lost Alfonso Davies, who they sold to Bayern Munich. 
Las Kamara, Efren Alvarez, Breck Sh- excuse me, Breck Shea, Christian Tichera, Eric Rotato, and Nicholas Mosquita. Um, they're bringing in some really low-level MLS talent. I don't <laughs> see them doing very well this year. I think they're going to finish in 11th place. No playoffs. I'm saying the same thing. Maybe like 10th or 11th. Yeah, I'm 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 a little different. I'm putting them at 12th. Mm. Yeah. Last. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. Last, Wooden last. spoon? Wooden spoon, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's what Vancouver it is. versus Vancouver versus uh, and Toronto battling for the wooden spoon, and then one of them is going to make CCL next season. Don't forget Orlando. But they don't play in Canada. All right. Well, David, why do we not wait for the our our galaxy predictions into our next segment, which we already kind of have in there with Christian Miles? Since you know our good our good listeners have been listening for so long, waiting yeah, for this, listeners waiting, so waiting for Bobby's this segment because <laughs> now you have a kind of another long segment left in the show. So yes. so so, I'll, so let me, I'll throw this. Go, let me just Sorry, say no, something no, really ahead. fast. So if you're a listener yeah. and you listen to this whole, this whole thing, uh, come to us on the on game day. <laughs> say three four K two nine at me, and I'll give you a gift. Okay. You're gonna have a lot of gifts. No, it's only one person. One person. <laughs> one person needs to meet me. Say. It's gonna be my mom. And then no, no, you can't. Shit. Okay. Rules. You can't be in my in my in the know. You can't like. You can't like. If you talk to me once a week or like, or like once every two weeks, you can't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be related to us. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so with with that in mind, we have the LA Galaxy coming up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and throw this to Lewis because he is the the introdu- introducer of guests. Lewis, go ahead and take it away. And finally, guys, we we've come to our LA Galaxy. Um, and we're doing something special because we're talking about the LA Galaxy. It's not just going to be really quick. There's like quite a few things to talk about. So here to break in the new 2019 season, we have Christian Miles back on the show. Christian, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Welcome back. Guys, guys, thanks for having me. Uh, I've been waiting for this call for the last six months. <laughs> it has been six months. Wait, has it been six months since it's, I came in? It's been a while. It, 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 it has it, been a while. Since I, since I bombed on the prediction show, I haven't heard. <laughs> it's been radio silent. So, yeah. I don't think uh, you bombed on the – I think you actually – if I'm checking my records, I think you actually did pretty well that week. It was a short week. I think you only lost one game. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't check it, but I'll, I'll go with your revisionist history. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. Nobody's going to check. Nobody's going to check. Exactly. But uh, speaking speaking of, of long time coming and stuff, um, I've been saving this one, and, and somehow it's still cold. So, Christian, I, I did promise you that adult beverages were going to be consumed. So just one. There we go. Get excellent. <laughs> excellent. Hang on. Let me, let me see your beverage and raise it one. Hang on. Here we go. Okay, the proverbial podcast clink. Cheers, yeah. cheers, Christian. Uh, so, LA Galaxy. Here we are. We're at the we're at the the, the opening of the season. There's the the point where everybody's the most optimistic, and yet, yes. <laughs> and yet, we're not that optimistic, are we? 
Well, you know. What a difference I'm, a day makes. What a difference a day makes. Wait, you're, you're, you're killing my buzz, man. I mean, I was, <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm optimistic. I don't know where you guys are coming. I'm still optimistic. Um, I say, I'm, I'm guessing you're referring to the Kamara, Ola Kamara uh, link to China, which looks as though, as we're recording, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, a done deal pretty soon here, sooner than later at least. So, yeah, that is a bummer, but I look at it in, in the bigger picture of things. I think it's a good move for him. I think it's good for the club. It frees up some TAM money, about one and a half million. And I, if anybody deserves a move that wants a move, it's Ola Kamara. The guy's done yeoman's work. He hasn't complained at all about playing out of position. And remember when he was purchased at the beginning of last season, he was going to be the man. He mm-hmm. was going to be the, you know, the double digit goal scorer and, and our number nine. And, you know, and he was a guy who spent a lot of, you know, he, he exactly. And more to the point, I think he scored 14 goals last season and a guy that, you know, spent so much time playing out of position, deferred to Ibrahimovic. So I have no problem in, in, in letting a guy go that wants to go and has, you know, perform admirably on the pitch and, and he's given everything and, and also it benefits the club as well. So I, I look at it as a win-win. It, it, it comes at bad timing, but you know, it, it's soccer and the strangest things happen. And that's, uh, that's exactly what I was going to point out is, is that I actually agree with you in that, look, the, the guy, at least for the year that he was here, he handled himself very well. He was a class act. Um, second in goals behind Zlatan when he was supposed to be the man when he signed, like you said. Um, and so he kind of took the back seat there and still performed. And, you know, if, if he wants a raise, I, I think the guy deserves it. I think he's one of the, he was the, one of the unsung MVPs of last year. But what you said right there, the, the timing of it is just a little odd to me because if you knew that Zlatan had Resigned, and you knew that you were going to s- still be in that same predicament where you're not the guy, you're not the number nine, you're kind of playing a, a secondary role. Why not do this in December or January rather than a week before the, the season starts? It's a good question. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot that we don't know, and I'm sure this has been in the works for a longer time than we're just being made aware of right now. So, um, and it, and from all from all readings and from all you know reading in between the lines, that does appear to be the case. And you know, deadlines have a, have a strange way of, of motivating people, kind of like a deadline day signing over in Europe. Um, you, you know, their backs are against the wall. It's time to make a move. And um, I think with two years left on his contract, that you know he was going to make a nine hundred twenty-five thousand dollars this year. Uh, a guy that's got two years left and uh, twenty-nine years old this is his last big chance at a big payday and you can't fault a guy for trying to make the most of, of a finite career in this game. So I, I have no problem letting him go. And the galaxy, I, from all indications, look like they'll be handsomely rewarded, but yeah, the timing's bad. It's, you know, it's, it's once again, it's a reshuffling of the front line at the start of the season, much like we had last year after, you know, Ibrahimovic arrived, I think three games, two or three games into the season. It's not ideal, but, you know, there's a guy who's going to who's going to play out of position, and we're not getting the best out of him. And I think the team could make better use of that money for a player that they need, and also it would suit Kamara more. He could make better use of his talents elsewhere. There were yeah. two positions of need um, going into even the, the beginning of the season. We still needed another defender. Where 
very thin on defense and were even thinner on the forward position. Now that uh, Kamara's gone, it, it gets even worse. So with all the TAM and GAM money that we're, and the transfer fee that we're uh, essentially going to be receiving, because we're going to get a hefty amount of money, this is a, a valuable player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that a question? Or did he go? Did he cut? <laughs> lost you. Did he cut? I think I think we lost Lewis. <clears throat> I was like, was that a question? <laughs> Te- <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> well, that's awesome. What's funny is that I was just typing Bobby I'd like, yeah, can you uh can you just bump out my two yeah, um uh <laughs> So I'll let, uh, when, when, I, was, I was getting into what he, he was going to make a big point too. I was getting yeah, into it. He was. <laughs> so so while we while we wait for Lewis to get back, I'm 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 going to go back uh, real quick to the the Kamara stuff, and I'll and I'll kind of start start you out here. So no worries. So we we've seen lead. we've seen a full gamut of reactions from people from the for the Ola Kamara move from people being really sad um, that we're that the Galaxy is going to lose Ola uh, to people being happy for him obviously as you said the guy the man wants to get paid this, this is kind of like his last big um chance to do that so you can't fault the guy for wanting to do it uh to people being really upset about uh ola's lack of awareness i guess i would say um he's a guy who who knows well that the galaxy are right up against the the limit in terms of the roster space um, he knows that they're dealing with this four DP issue, and yet he's over here come, coming to the galaxy. What seems like late in the game, saying, "Hey, you need to give me more money," knowing full well that that the galaxy weren't going to be able to budge on on this. So um, people are, you know, like I said, people are, people are upset. Some people are upset about that. Um, I see it as just kind of a, a business move for Ola Kamara, as you said. This is his last chance at, at sort of a um, a payday, so he's going to try and uh, and get what he can. As as you said, he's twenty nine. This is the last thing, and and there's going to be no one that's going to overpay like a Chinese Super League team. Absolutely. I mean, he, he, you made every point that to state his case. He. He is going to get handsomely rewarded. He's going to be paid more than the Galaxy, you know, can afford to pay him, and that's just the fact of the matter. And you, you can't fault the guy for doing that. But, um, you know, who knows? You can get into the politics of the Galaxy being against the wall and the timing of it. Who knows what was being said and what was going on behind closed doors and and what we know and what we don't know. That's purely speculative at this time. Who knows? You know, he came in and thought that maybe he was promised a, a DP deal. Uh, coming into this year when he signed last year. So uh, there's so many if ands, or buts. It's, it's difficult to speculate. All you can do is just look at it upon the surface and, and, and judge it for what it is. Let the guy go. Take your $1.5 million TAM and go buy a suitable player. What this does for me is it actually is a real chance to restore some balance to a team that is hugely unbalanced right now. Mm. Extremely mm. top-heavy. Uh, blessed with you know a plethora of... of uh, weapons up in the attacking areas with Kamara and Alessandrine, now Uriel Antuna, who's, who's really shown well in preseason. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a great player. And, mm-hmm. You know, throwing the likes, even who knows, maybe Gio will come good this year. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. goals throughout this team, but we all know from the last two seasons where the big problem has been has been 
you know, farther in the back in the pitch, you know, when you go back from the number six role all the way back to the keeper, there's been deficiencies, whether it be, you know, in a holding midfield role in the central defensive partnership, you know, right back, left back, there's, there's all kinds of defensive defensive deficiencies that, that really need to be addressed. This presents an opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, I, I think it's the galaxy making the best of an opportunity that, that comes at an inopportune time, but being able to maximize what they can get out of an awkward situation and, and try and restore some balance to the team. Yeah. That, I think that's going to be the key thing is, is how they're going to be able to make the best out of, out of this uh, situation. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And then, and, and the, I, I think there'll be no people more happy. You know, it's sad to see him go. It's going to be a huge loss. I mean, when you lose a player of, of the character and caliber of, of Comrade, and if, there's no doubt it's going to be a huge loss and he's going to be difficult to replace, but you know, no one wishes him well more, I'm sure than his teammates, even his coaches giving him the blessing. And you know, when a player wants to go, ultimately he's got to go and you don't want to keep a player that doesn't want to be there. And you, you end up, you know, poisoning the well, so to speak. So sure. it's time to go, time to move on. And also there's just something else to take a step back from this. This puts more honest um, on the galaxy as it does with any other major league soccer team to say, hey, you know what, let's look inward. Let's try and develop our players so we can have a pipeline to replace a guy like Ola Kamara, where we don't have to go to the transfer market and pay these millions of dollars. Let's look inward because, you know, we all know down here in the Southern California area, this is a hotbed for talent. And a, it's a time for that talent to be extracted, developed, and, and blossom at the senior level. This puts more honest on that. So I like it in a way. It's almost, it could be, prove to be a blessing in disguise in an indirect kind of way. Um, before I was cut off, I was going to ask you a question. I think you inadvertently answered it. I was going to say, with all the money that the Galaxy will be receiving, do you think now they will go after that defender, or will they try to replace Kamara? Because both positions in the forward and the uh, defensive lines are are pretty thin right now. It's a great question. I mean, a really good question. Um, I think that the most pressing need is in the back right now. Uh, as we were talking about, there's a team that has, you know, a, a lot of other teams in this league would kill to have the attacking prowess options and the goals that the Galaxy have going forward. I think, you know, since Ibrahimovic has arrived, I mean, I think one or two other teams may have scored more goals than the Galaxy did last year. You've got to address your shortcomings first and foremost, and there are a lot of them in the back. The Galaxy, you know, uh, have decided to go with Jurgen Skelvik at left back, which may not be the long-term option. And, and there are some questions as to his viability as a true left back. And then the central defensive partnership with the likes of the newcomer Polenta and who's going to be his partner. Is it, is it going to be perhaps a skill back who could move over there? Or will it be Danny Steris who didn't acquit himself entirely and cover himself in glory the other night in the, in the loss to Colorado, or will it be uh, someone else who steps in like a Dave Romney and, of course, we've got you know injury concerns at right fullback, which has been a problematic area for the Galaxy for the last couple of years with, mm-hmm. with Rolf Felcher, and you know hope he doesn't fall on another ball and and, and tear his pectoral muscle <laughs> and is out for the Jeez. four months like he did last year. But so yeah, I think there are so many issues defensively speaking for this team that are more pressing than the needs in attack, and I think it, it actually frees up the Galaxy to to utilize some of these players. Uh, that they have perhaps in, in a different tactical area where Guillermo Barros may be thinking, hey, I can use an Ima Boateng with an Oriel Antuna 
in a 4-3-3. So it, it does give him some flexibility because we know that with the likes of an Ola Kamara, he's going to beat out like a guy like Antuna or he's going to beat out a guy like Boateng into the first 11 because, to be honest, he's just a better player. But now this may, might create a little bit more of an, of a, of an option for uh, Scalotto to explore or even create a plan B later in the game. So there's all kinds of ways to look at it. If, there, if there's a person that I trust in having a plan B, C, or even a D, it is going to be Dennis DeClosa and Scalotto. It does look like, you know, that they're not going to be making decisions based on, uh, you know, something reactionary, like something like this. And they're not going to panic. I think they're definitely looking in the long term. And I think, I think you're right. I think they may look at this as a blessing in disguise saying, hey, we just got a bunch of uh, cap space freed up and now we can bring in one of our players that fits the system and in a, you know, in a place that we could really use another player at. So um, I feel confident, at least uh, in the leadership uh, this season, that um, the Galaxy will be fine and that they can overcome this, uh, you know, this setback that was uh, brought to their doorstep. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, there, there's a rudder to the ship right now, and there's a direction that it's going. Any sound general manager, any, any you know, technical director, whatever you want to call it, that's in charge of these technical matters will have plan A, a plan B, a plan C options if they come to fruition. And I no doubt Dennis DeCloza has been looking at it. I know Dennis DeCloza. I, I've known him for 12 years. And I know that he's a man that thinks ahead. He has been waiting for this. He's like, he has a plan A if Ola Kamara has, is going to go. And this is not the first time Ola Kamara it, wanting to go is, is the first time news to him. He's probably known for a while, and he's lined up options. And if there's a guy that's well-placed to find options to replace a guy like Kamara, it's him. And look what he did with Antuna. He's, he's, I think that's a brilliant signing mm-hmm. from him and, and something that the Galaxy would not have had without him and, and the likes of... The, the, the scouting network with the Scalotto brothers. You can tap to that South American well down in Argentina. It's already mm-hmm. unearthed. Diego Polenta looks like he's going to be a good player. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're they will be able to make the most of this, and I'm sure it's something they've anticipated. This is not this is not first time news to them, like it is to you and I. So, I'm not worried about that. And I'm I trust in. It's nice to have trust in in a in a, in a team and the management structure seems to have a direction to go in and i feel like for the first time in a long time it's heading in the right direction absolutely absolutely so let's go ahead and transition there then you had mentioned you know diego polenta you had mentioned uh uriel and antuna um not really much that they could do this season uh because of the you know the, the limited uh cap space and you know your your, your four DPs also notwithstanding, and we'll get to that. We will get to that because it's funny how that that major dilemma took a backseat to the Galaxy's problems in the last 24 hours. But, you know, not too many acquisitions that were going to uh, really stand out, but you filled out the positions of need. You reinforced the back line. You got yourself a legitimate winger that they needed. Uh, You brought back a fan favorite in Juninho, which is probably good news for... uh, morale uh the 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 morale from the fan base and probably the locker room as well you got uh, a backup goalkeeper in matt lamson who um was starting already in mls so you got a legitimate uh keeper so not too many moves made but they were pretty significant 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you always want your club to address all of its, its shortcomings, but that, those are steps in it. In the first, what, they've been in power for two months. When you look back to Closa back in December, so the steps they've taken have been huge strides considering the time frame that they've had to work in. So, yeah, there there are steps to make. I mean, there's some questions. You know, in the, the back line, you know, of the last two seasons, they've given up, you know, on nearly 130 goals, you know, yeah. over the over 130 goals. So, yeah, yeah, this is a back line that just quite simply is not good enough. And even though you bring in a Diego Polenta, you've only made one major, you know, addition to this back line. And so this is a back line that I still feel needs some tinkering oh, with, but so. you give the man time. And, and this will present these options with, with the, the TAM money and Kamara's departure. It should, it should enable them to make those moves they want. And I'm sure they've got a few cards up their sleeves to play, but um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of reasons to feel, to feel good about it. I like the, the addition of Lamson. Like you mentioned, he's, I, that's a guy I think I could challenge David Bingham for a number one. And the likes of uh, Uriel Antuno, I think, is going to be a hell of a player. If the Galaxy yeah. are smart, it looks as though if they can make that loan signing permanent from Man City, then they'd be well advised to do so. Um, and keeping Alessandrini happy. And the question, the big question mark is the DP situation and what to do with you know Giovanni Dos Santos and that is a whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into that kettle of fish because I, because I, I no, really you want to hear ask, your, didn't you? Yeah, I had to ask. I had to. Like no, I said, if, it, it, if anything, we love kettles of fish here. I have a bucket. I have, I have a kettle right here. <laughs> Absolutely. It's uh, it's the, it's the four hundred pound gorilla in the room. You got to talk about it, right? Everyone you got to talk, talk about it. it. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk yeah, about but it. You but should. It, but it's right there. Exactly. I wish we could um, ignore so, it. So, uh, yeah. Well. He's yeah. been ignoring us for plenty of time. It's time everybody. It's time everybody came to the table, and everybody acknowledged each other, especially Giovanni, uh, acknowledging the galaxy yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. So we've got about three days before uh, that uh, roster compliance deadline. Still, no official solution to this 4DP dilemma that the galaxy have created for themselves. So let's go ahead. I, I want to hear your opinion on this particular situation because um, still no solution in sight. There's obviously theories as to what may or may not happen, but w- what is your opinion about this uh, this uh, dilemma that they've created for themselves? Well, it's, you know, it, we saw it coming. Um, I, As far as the transparency and people complaining about the transparency of this, I, I'm not, I can't get on side with that. Every club with its salt conducts its business behind closed doors and conducts all of its best business without mass media or public knowledge. And then they make their move. Um, and I think that's exactly what is transpiring right now. They're in the midst of, of making a huge decision. And I think we saw the first step with the Commerce sale and freeing up some TAM money, which will allow them a little flexibility to restructure a contract, which in my opinion will probably be his brother. And I think it's going to be, a, a, you know, the, the dad's going to come and talk to little brother Jonathan and say, hey, do your little, do your big brother Gio a solid, restructure your pay, <laughs> take less, whatever. We'll tack on little Tam and maybe we'll restructure, tear up Gio's deal and make it work so he gets the $6 million that he needs over uh, a restructured contract. That's how I think it's going to be worked out. Within this Dos Santos family, they'll be restructuring of not just – perhaps just one, but maybe two contracts so they can comply with the, the designated player rule and uh, keep Geo because 
uh, to be honest, we know Gio is a guy that's not warranting $6 million a year. And, and to be honest, they probably shopped him during the offseason and nobody wanted him at that price tag. Mm. He was given, uh, the AG Sports was given carte blanche to buy him out. Um, but Dennis Aclosa knows Giovanni Dos Santos going back all the way to his 2005 days at Chivas de Guadalajara and a guy that believes in this kid and thinks he can come good. And I think this, we, we all may be surprised. Look, we're, we're, I mean, I am as disappointed with him as anybody else is, but I think obviously there's nowhere to go but up with him, but I think we might be in for a surprise here. This is a guy that's motivated and he's been mired in inconsistency and a lack of commitment, but his back is against the wall and with the talent that he has, there's no doubt this kid is talented and he can play when he wants to with the best of them. I think you can see the best of them and we might be pleasantly surprised, but we'll see. I mean, restructuring definitely is probably the way it's going to go. I, I, I have to feel bad if, if that's the case. I'm, I have to feel bad for Jonathan. I mean, how many times is he going to do his brother a solid? It seems like that's been the, the <laughs> case for his entire career. Um, and you can see Jonathan has, has been such a, a great player for the Galaxy. And pretty much anywhere he goes, he's been such a workhorse. Um, he's so mm-hmm. talented, it, just like the the potential talent that we see in in Giovanni. Um, you have Jonathan who gives you results. I mean, it's, he's not at a flashy position, but he uh, he certainly pulls his weight. And so, I, I would hope that I, I would hope that in a you know in a perfect world that wouldn't happen. Uh, but knowing the way that um, some of these deals go. I think you're right. I think that there is going to be some restructuring going on. The one thing that I do hope that comes out of this is that the Dos Santos family uh, loosens that vice script that they had. They seem to have on the LA Galaxy right now, and in in terms of flexibility for the the contracts of the the two brothers, because um, the fact that Geo has sort of veto power over a lot of the the contract moves is is kind of ridiculous and and i think that the buyout the reason they're not buying it out as you said is is because of that relationship with uh dennis DeClosa. and i think that uh, not buying him out is sort of helps geo save face and and keeps that relationship good yeah I, you're right and uh, it's difficult really to see any other outcome out of this there's there's no real other option i think that you know a lot of other clubs they, they, the galaxy would have to eat six million if they decided to buy them out and no one was and every other club out there knew that and so why would any other club be interested in coming in when it's been widely noticed and publicized and written about where the galaxy are going to buy this guy out mm-hmm. so why would they want to stump up a transfer fee to pay for a guy who's right now is damaged goods who hasn't performed over the last two seasons so there were <laughs> there were very very slim pickings out there for for Giovanni Dos Santos, but it doesn't mean his career is over. And that's all I'm saying. I mean, there, I don't, you almost wish there was a little bit of, of each other in these brothers where you wish that, you know, Jonathan perhaps had the technical ability of his big brother. And you wish that Gio had a little bit more of Jonathan's heart and you might come up with the perfect player between the two. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, that's I, a I $6 million I, I, player I, right there. Yeah, there you go. And there's your DP right there. <laughs> but, um, I, I think that as far as the, the Santos family having a stranglehold, those days are over. And I, I think the days of, of Papa Dos Santos perhaps 
you know, asserting his will and, and intimidation over the the infrastructure and management of the galaxy are over because Dennis DeClose is his own man and he's going to make the decisions and he knows, he knows the system. He knows the Dos Santos family. He's mm-hmm. known them for 15 to 20 years. So there's nothing new that he's, he's dealing with here and he will not be pushed into a corner. And uh, to be honest, I mean, even though Gio is holding all the cards monetarily in terms of Gio's career, Dennis DeClose is holding all the cards right now. Mm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's that. That's the long game right now, right now. Uh, and I was going to mention that I think Teclose, um is playing the long game. And as a GM mm-hmm. and, or technical director, that's what you're supposed to be playing. Um, so, um, especially with uh, a team like the Galaxy, it can't just be a one and done. You have to have a plan uh, to make sure that this, once you get to the top of the mountain, that you stay there. So. Um, so before we get into our uh, feelings going into 2019, um, let's talk about the preseason a little bit. Uh, the game last Saturday against Colorado um, seemed to have stopped the momentum, at least momentarily. Uh, I think a lot of fans expected uh, to uh, beat Colorado, uh, albeit an improved Colorado from last season. Much but uh, kind of fell flat on their face. Not really the best performers that we've seen, um, mm. or at least that we've heard of. They've had uh, multiple closed-door scrimmages in the preseason. Um, and the first time they allowed a goal all preseason, the own goal notwithstanding. Um, should we be worried? Or is that just the, well, that one-time thing? I, I think it's difficult to read you know, make future forecasts based upon one preseason game and, and for pre any preseason games for all that matter. And especially when you take into the fact that, you know, the midfield was so depleted and you know, Perry Kitchen out, Sebastian Leggett, Juninho, Giovanni Dos Santos out, and Aben Zlatan is still working his way back to full fitness. So I'm, I'm not too worried. I don't read too much into that. Yes, it was disappointing. And there were some massive concerning errors, especially defensively for this team that, you know, you you watch it and you feel like you're watching game tape from 2017. It's just when they conceded 67 goals in the season. And, and it goes back to the point, you know, we were all talking about, guys. It's like, what is going to take – what is it going to take this team for them to, to gel and and become organized in the back? And that's something that they've been working supposedly so hard in the preseason, but it really didn't show itself no. – against Colorado, and that, to me, is, is the biggest concern. But it's early days. I mean, it's early days. I'm not going to read too much into it. I think, you know, we'll talk about it in a couple of months and and see how they're doing. But the good news is, is there's nowhere to go but up <laughs> in terms of the <laughs> right. Um, right. It can't get any worse, you know, than it did two years ago. It got a little bit better last year. But um, I think Dom Kinnear had, had found some stability in the last, you know, seven or eight games when he took over for Ziggy and found some stability minus the last 45 minutes against the Houston Dynamo. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I still think we haven't seen the last move, move, this last roster move, which could have a massive effect on adding some stability to this back line. And then uh, also when these players come back to full fitness, that are going to play key roles because we're not going to see an unsigned draft pick starting in a central midfield role come opening day on Saturday against Chicago Fire. Yeah as well as Servando Carrasco. That's just not the answer, and we all know that. That was a makeshift central midfield pairing, and, right. and quite often, and to be quite frank, got absolutely overrun. So I'm not too worried about it. And, and, and these injuries that are out there right now are, are muscular, 
they're not long-term injuries. And throwing to the fact that Javier Baldacantos, the new physical performance coach, is, is known as the butcher, these guys are going to respond real quick because they are fit as fiddles right now. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, I, I kind of made that point on Twitter when, you know, because um, I love Galaxy Twitter, you know, the, the world's going to end when things don't go their <laughs> way. So, um, yeah. you know, I had to say, like, well, you had yet Carrasco and Cuello in charge of that central midfield to protect the back yeah. line. Uh, it, it was kind of uh, half predictable good what enough. was going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, then, of course, it was like, oh, this is the depth. I'm like, yeah, but you're going down like number six. Uh, if that's the case, yeah. you know, uh, Cuello is probably not even going to be on the first team. If I had to take a guess, he'd probably be in G2 when the season starts. Um, um, but that's just my uh, educated guess. Um, um, you know, if, if the kid ends up getting better and uh, finds a spot on the first team, you know, I, I'd be happy with that as well. But um, you can tell that he was in a role that he was not comfortable with, and um, it, it obviously showed. And, uh, you know, the defense kind of paid the price there. But, yeah, I don't see that happening uh, with one of the players that could have been there, whether that was Jonathan, whether that was Legit, um, Perry Kitchen, I, I don't think you're going to see uh, as much scrambling as you did, or at least you hope, hope not. Uh, that you're not going to see uh, as much scrambling as you did. Um, but one final question. The last time we were, uh, we were here talking, we said 2019 was MLS mm. Cup or bust. It had to be. So six months later, here we are. Sentiments, <laughs> sentiments change. So, is it still MLS Cup or bust this year, this season? No. And why is because the bar has been raised and the standard has been elevated by a team called Atlanta United. Oh yeah. And by teams mm. that have brought an element of sophistication to this league that has not been seen before because the league has exponentially grown in terms of technical ability and playing standards. Um, so the Galaxy, they know that. Um, I think a, a realistic outcome for the Galaxy, obviously, playoffs are bust, I think is a better way to rephrase it. And I think a top four finisher bust is, is well within reason considering uh, the recent background of the last two seasons, as well as the, the off season, so getting in the playoffs, it's it's, it's anybody's ball game. It's it's a one off, and that's where the Galaxy could do their their damage. I still believe that if the Galaxy had gotten into into the playoffs, they could have made a real deep run last year. And mm-hmm. it's a agreed team that you know that the team that no one wanted to play in the playoffs, but Houston did everyone a huge solid last year. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, I, this team is not ready to challenge for MLS Cup. It's not good enough in the back. I think in terms of its first 11, they're about two players away from being at a peak level ability, but there's also some depth issues where they need to, to address defensively in the back. Um, so they're a few pieces away, but I think it's a team that could get in the playoffs. They should get in the playoffs. I think playoffs are a must this year, considering that the, the the standard that is LA Galaxy soccer, and they will do that. I I really confidently believe that they can do some serious damage once they get into the playoffs too. So we'll see what what happens. But as far as MLS Cup is concerned, I think for me that is just a bridge too far. Yeah, I agree. I agree there. So so what I'm hearing is the Galaxy will make the playoffs and they'll finish top four in the West. Is that correct? Absolutely. 
Absolutely, and I'm going to predict if you're at, if, I, I see where you're going with this, you guys. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking a Western Conference semifinal run Ooh, would be well within okay. reason, and then maybe bowing out, you know, one step before, you know, MLS Cup. But it, that's about. I can see the caliber of this team right about now. All right, yeah. Bobby. Let's go ahead and uh, you're Mr. Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to when it comes to them, you're actually pr- pretty optimistic, but on a very reserved level. So, question number one: Do the Galaxy make the playoffs this season? I do think so. And where do they end up in the Western Conference at the end of the regular season? Oh, you're already jumping ahead on David's uh, season preview. I'm, I'm I'm actually seeing them in third right now. Third. Yeah. Okay. So so we got top three. David, did the Galaxy make the playoffs? Uh, I think they. I think they make the playoffs. I think they're on the bubble, guys. Um, last year, last year, I boldly predicted that the LA Galaxy were going to finish second in the West. I was very sadly mistaken. <laughs> uh, they actually finished in seventh place. So, uh, Lewis, actually, I have, I have both of your predictions. Lewis, you had them in the playoffs. Bobby, you had them squeaking into the playoffs. So, unfortunately, all of us are wrong in that was the closest. case. And and you were, yeah, you were the closest <laughs> in that they were squeaking. They just they fell flat. The playoffs. They fell flat right they, before they, the playoffs. They fell, fell flat, right? Um, so, I think for I think I'm I'm kind of recalibrating myself here. Um, I do have I I do have a, a, a more positive outlook on on this year. Um, not as positive, obviously not as positive as it was last year. I think maybe a more real outlook on this. I think they will make the playoffs. And and then once they're in the playoffs, anything goes. Sure. You know, you got Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who's never been in the MLS Cup playoffs before. So who knows? He might take over that whole thing. Um, but but I think uh, the most important thing is they get into the playoffs, uh, but they're a bubble team. Um, as far as uh, – the thing is, and I had a completely different – scenario and prediction 24 hours ago i really did i uh with kamara on the team i had this i had this team in the playoffs and i had them top three and i could have made and i was and i was going to make a compelling argument that i can even say top two in the western conference however this kind of throws that wrench in the you know of in the machine here and um it really depends on what they bring in, whether it's, uh, you know, a month into the season or maybe even in the summer transfer window. We don't know yet where they're going. They can more than likely they're probably going to bring in another solid defender. I think they have enough offensive weapons to go without Kamara. I think replacing Kamara with his 14 goals and having the guy uh, to find a guy to be OK with playing second fiddle to to Zlatan is going to be difficult. Um, so I, I, if I had to guess it, they probably just going to go ahead and, uh, reinforce that back line and, uh, they have more than enough, uh, weapons to even pull down a very hard fought one zero victory. Um, so with that unknown factor about who else is coming into the team, I say playoffs, but I'm probably bumping them down to maybe like a four or five. Mm. I think maybe six is probably the lowest they'll go. But I think it has to be. They have to make the playoffs. I think that they're they're still good enough team to do so. Um, but uh, like I said, I have trust in uh, in the GM to make the correct moves. And uh, and my fantasy pick as coach, I'm going to have to back him up. 
So guys, guys, uh, they, they have to make the playoffs, guys. Yeah, yeah, they have it, to. It, no, it, yeah. This is a they have to make the playoffs. Two years, a third year would set a record. It would be unconscionable. I think that's something we can all agree yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there he is. I, I think uh, that was it. That concludes the the, the we're done. preview here. We're done. <laughs> I haven't finished. I haven't finished my cocktail yet. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Down it. Down that sucker. <laughs> You're bathing that thing, man. <laughs> all right, now we're done. <laughs> uh, Christian, thank you so much for coming back on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's fun as always. Gents, loved it. Let's do it again. Thanks. Yes, we will not wait six months next time. <laughs> yeah, come on. I'm, I'll be standing by the phone waiting for it to ring. <laughs> and uh, cheers, and by guys. the way, cheers. By, by the way, your Balls and Beers record was 3-1 and one with 15 points, tied in first place for the week with me. So you did very well. <laughs> so. nice. I'm, I'm going re- to retire from on that note. <laughs> come on, man. Try again. One and done. Yeah. <laughs> One and done. You, you you conquered MLS. That's all you needed. Exactly. That's it. Truly. Guys, thank expert. you so much. It was a good time. Thank you. Thank all you, right. Christian. Bye, Christian. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. This is episode 148. I'm here with David and Lewis. Goodbye, everybody. Don't forget to listen to Balls and Beers Season 3. This is the first week that we're doing it. It's been a long night, guys. Thanks for, uh, if you're still here, thank you so much. You rock. I was going to do it, David. (laughs) I always Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 